0: Hi, my name is Vanessa Leck, and yesterday when I was doing a live, or wait, no, that was a recorded video, um, I had allergies, and today I've got a thunderstorm, rainstorm all around me. So we'll see whether or not my internet completely cuts out again or not. But today's topics are gonna be several things. Give me a quick live daily update, which I've been doing lately. Normally don't do these, but I'm doing them. I've gotten kind of the habit of it, and I'm doing it. Anyways, so um, if you've been following along, then you already know the deal of what's coming next on this daily update. Most likely if you have not, then you can go to my YouTube channel, which is linked in the description below this video or podcast. Cause I'm posting podcasts right after I record here. Um, and you can subscribe to YouTube channel, like follow along, or you can go to the podcast anywhere where you can listen to the podcast. Hello, Vanessa Media is what the name of it is. And you can follow along there if you like. If you have anything to contribute, you can drop a comment in the description below, either on LinkedIn, the platform, or on the YouTube platform. Um, you can also follow me on LinkedIn if you're watching this on LinkedIn, or if you're listening to the podcast, you can leave a voice message. And that may or may not be featured in a future episode. Everything's public, just know that, okay? Okay. So anyways, um, for those of you that don't know, basically I've kind of got this Veterans Affairs, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs saga going on like indefinitely in my life. It's just kind of like what happens, I guess, for some of these military veterans after they other out of the military. And I'm just one of them, one of the many. But I've decided to just have a little bit of fun with it instead of just letting it take over my life and be so incredibly serious. And I've decided to make literally a saga playlist um, about it. And that's linked in the description below As well, you can find it on YouTube or you follow along the podcast or you can follow me on LinkedIn. Anyway, so I had a medical referral denied. It has since been reversed thanks to me advocating for myself because God knows no one at the Alexandria, Louisiana Veterans Affairs Medical Center is going to do it for me in management. This is something I know for sure. Um, And so, yeah, that happened. And so, very happy that that saga is finally over with for me myself. Trying to adjust my microphone here. That saga is finally over. At least, to the best of my knowledge, it's been resolved. But in the meantime, congressional Mike Johnson, congressional rep Mike Johnson's office already had, and his staff already had um, my little letter I typed up about this whole situation. That also provided the office of Inspector General. And I guess I'll start with my banners again because I just. Love using the acronyms so many acronyms need to use. So uh, Office Inspector General, which belongs to U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. And so uh, followed up with me today about that, the Congressional Reps Office did. And um, I went ahead and edited out the thing about the medical referral because that's been resolved now. And basically just all the other issues that I discovered along the way in dealing with my own situation, managing my own situation, and I just, you know, wanted to make sure I brought it to their attention. And so it was really interesting conversation I always have with their office. They're so helpful and just doing a great job. I feel like, you know, for constituents. Um, so my information slash advocacy is going to go to their policy office. And then yes, I had to fill out another privacy form. Which, if you don't know, what I'm talking about, go to my playlist on YouTube, and you can literally see a tutorial of how to file a congressional inquiry. Yes, that's right. I am taking all of this experience with the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs and I'm turning it into videos and podcasts and tutorials that, like, to the best of my knowledge, nobody else is going to provide you with, okay? Because if they were, I would have already subscribed to that podcast and YouTube channel and wherever else to get these kinds of helpful tutorials. So I'm just sharing all the, just the plethora of information I learned along the way of this saga that I have going with U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, all right? So this is one more thing. And so basically I'm hoping that the information, the letter that I gave them within all this information in it basically raises awareness about what is going on with um, what I believe to be legal violations of the Alexandria Louisiana Veterans Affairs Medical Center with their management, some of them in the specific area, the specific department, which I'm going to leave unnamed. And, um, you know, there's just things I've outlined in kind of other videos with like the Deborah Sampson Act that I don't think is being followed along with and, actually interfered with my ability to obtain services directly from that facility as a result. And so, you know, it did have a direct impact upon me, but also affects a lot of other people too. And, you know, my experience, because I worked at the VA many years ago, was not a favorable one. And I just, you know, it's just not what I would have expected from an organization that's supposed to be all about serving military veterans and military community members. And it has improved thanks to congressional massive action that's been taken in recent years, which has brought in um, the implementation of the VA Mission Act 2018, Deborah Sampson Acts, and thank God for those things. But uh, before that, it was really, really, really wild, and it's pretty wild still yet. And um, anyway, so I could go on and on about that, but I'm not going to. All right. So then I saw this movie today that hit my radar online called Unhinged. And it made me think a lot about the kind of work I've done through the years. It's a horror film, just to be um, clear. And it's very exaggerated because it's very theatrical. It's a you know Hollywood-type film. And the movie has um, two main characters predominantly. Russell Crowe. He's a really good actor I've come to figure out recently. And Karen Pistorius, I think is how you say her name. Those are two main character actors. And basically, it's about... <clears throat> Uh, it's about a lot of things, but it's a someone that ends up with road rage and it, it's about this cat and mouse kind of game that's being played where he's chasing around Russell Crowe, this um, woman, the actress Karen Pistorius throughout the movie. And it's really intense and stuff, but when it opens up, it did a really good job of basically talking about our society and people becoming increasingly um, stressed out enraged, irate, angry, all the things and all these problems that people are having because our world is just changing so quickly and there's more and more people every day in the world. And so um, actually I'll take this opportunity while I'm thinking of it to, to look up something real quick and share my screen with you. It's like one of my favorite things lately I've been doing. I've been sharing my screen a lot lately and it's been working really good. Okay, I'm actually going to um, share this and then show it with you here in a second. Basically, what I'm doing right now is I am. There you go. So that's my anger management workbook. It's actually available for pre-order right this second. I'm super proud of it. I, told, I didn't think I was even gonna finish the edits. It's been in the works for a number of years, and I ended up reformatting, re-editing, re-kind of configuring the whole thing, and uh, finally was able to put it together and put it out there. And so it's available for pre-order all these locations right now. But anger management, just to be clear, in the book, the movie Unhinged are two totally separate things. Unhinged is an extreme movie. Viewer discretion is advised on that one. It's like a horror movie, in my opinion. Anyways, and this book is about different concepts. But um, I'll actually play you a, tr- a preview of it. Life is not easy. Life is not fair. Life is hard. Life is real. Life is raw. The pain and suffering is real. The struggle is real. Our struggles are real. This is not a joke. This book will not solve all of your problems. This book is not for everyone, but I believe in this book. I spent years developing this book. I know what it feels like to experience pain and suffering. I've learned a thing or two about anger management. Have you ever heard of the US Department of Veterans Affairs? Well, for me, that is my nemesis, has become the bane of my existence since I exited the U.S. Army. It has been a source of a lot of pain, suffering, and the need to manage my own emotions, anger being one of them. However, this book is not about me. This book is about you. This book was designed with the need that so many people have to develop a deeper understanding of boundaries within their life, and the boundaries or lack thereof with others. This book is designed to assist people with learning about codependence, which is a common but a complex topic. This book is a learning tool for people at possibly the beginning of their journey. If you are a mental health professional expert, then this book is not for you. Instead, my other book, Burnout Self-Care for Behavioral Health Clinicians, third edition, may be for you. Okay, so that was uh, a preview of the book, Anger Management. And when I was watching the movie um, Unhinged today, the beginning of it, especially when you watch like the intro, I was just making me think about the world that we're living in. I don't know what year the movie Unhinged was actually made in, but I'm actually going to look that up right now because I'm curious. Let's see, what year did that come out? 2020. So I can't think of a better, um, year for it to come out. And actually it looks like it came out in the summer of 2020. So yeah, it's a a very intense movie, but I thought it was really interesting. All right. So the other thing I want to cover is this thing about merit system protection board. For those of you that don't know what that is, it's basically a quasi judicial, um, government, governmental entity that caters to federal employees and agencies essentially, and it's really quite complicated try to explain it. It's supposed to protect federal employees in the government, the taxpayers, our country from basically corruption essentially through um, mismanagement and people being wrongfully terminated because of political motives or whatever. In my direct experience, I've got a lot of experience with this stuff. Um, I have not seen that really been the case across the board. In fact, quite the opposite. Um, But they've had a really weird situation going on for years now where they haven't been enabled due to inaction from Congress to really move about and fulfill their role, I suppose. If you look at the stats and really do a deep dive on the MSPB, the Merit System Protection Board, you'll soon realize that it is not a situation where the numbers are good for the workers. It's pretty widely known of people that are familiar with the system and it's not one that I personally trust. I actually have a case pending there, don't even ask, long story, um, regarding whistleblower retaliation after, you know, and it had to do with me quitting my job, all this stuff in the VA many years ago. That's how long it's been inactive, the MSPB, Merit System Protection Board, and it's really just a really wild situation to say the least. And I I would dismiss the case, but it's actually so complicated to dismiss the case. It seems like just, I'm hoping they'll just do it for me whenever they finally get around to it. But um, basically the congressional people, Republicans and Democrats have Decided to try to push the current administration to appoint someone. This has been not talking trying to talk politics here, but in all seriousness, this is something that's been going on for many years now between multiple administrations, not just one. Okay, so I'll go ahead and share my screen so you guys can see um, what I'm talking about here because there's a news article that really hit my radar that is routinely, um, routinely writing the federalnewsnetwork.com. They're routinely writing about these types of issues. And so I actually get Google alerts about it. And it says, White House running out of time to restore functionality to Merit System Protection Board, MSPB, Congressman Warren. And basically, there was a bipartisan effort from a Democrat and Republican on a House Oversight and Reform subcommittee, because I love committees in the government, are calling on you know the current administration to nominate members to Merit System Protection Board, And and basically, when they say restore quorum, basically, it's a group of people that make decisions about paperwork. That's the simplest way I can freaking explain it. Um, And you may wonder, like, why am I talking about this? Why does it matter to me? Well, it matters to basically a lot of stakeholders, lawyers that are representing people there and getting paid to do so. (laughs) Um, Whistleblowers that have been retaliated against and may have a case pending there somehow. I'd be one of those people and I just want to be done with this. Um, It could matter to people have been fired, terminated from their positions, which evidently I think is a majority of the people with cases over there is my impression. <sighs> and so that's complicated in and of itself. Some of those terminated employees from federal agencies could be managers. Some of them could be subordinate employees. Um, And what I see, I just, from my research and study of the American System Protection Board is that it's largely protecting, it seems like, executives and managers. I speculate it's because these managers, executives know how to navigate the system better than the subordinate employees and because they have more money to hire and to know where to look for the better lawyers, essentially. Um, And this whole thing is very timely and costly for people going through the system from what I've learned through the years of studying it. It's been a something of interest to me because I never even heard of it before I went to work for the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. And then I got to learn all about it. Um, I'm really against the bureaucracy in the government. And if you watch my other videos, you will know what I'm talking about. I don't think it's a good idea. And here, let me show you some reasons why. Okay. So it's been more than four years since it's been fully functional, the MSPB, what I'm referring to. Okay. And, um, Right there, it says, and this was just recently published. Let me look at when this article was published. April 6th. So yesterday at 541 p.m., it was published. All right. Now it says there were 3,157 pending petitions for review at the Merit System Protection Board the end of February, according to agency data. not sure which agency data. They got a little link. I'm not clicking to look at that. All right. So that's basically a lot of paperwork. Those are like individual cases, essentially. All right. Those are people. 3,157. That's a lot. And I actually wonder how long it'll take for them to get through all of that and how they're going to do it. There was a news story that was done years ago, if I remember correctly, where literally they had boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes of just paperwork going up and up and up. And it was really crazy. Um, it was really wild. And it was all the paperwork of decisions that needed to be made that hadn't been made. It was representative of that. And it seems like with the government, like U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs many years ago, God, I'm trying to remember how many years ago, but more than five years ago, I think it was, they were before they they still haven't digitized everything at the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. I should know, okay? I've been dealing with records right now. But before that, when they had, I guess, basically nothing digitized, is what it sounded like, they had boxes of paperwork. I'm not kidding you, at the U.S. Tomorrow Veterans Affairs, of people's records that were stacked up so high and so heavy that it was making the floors of some of the buildings buckle. That's right. That's how much paperwork the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs had lying around. Now, since then, all these years later, they've digitized most of that. Thank God they figured out what a computer is over there at the VA. But what the problem is is just that the government really likes some paperwork, I've noticed. Okay. So, so they got, I don't know if they've digitized or not, but this is something reason why I say I'm so against just bureaucracy. So it says one former MSPB. Merit System Protection Board counsel, lawyer, estimated agencies could owe at least sixty million dollars in back pay. Okay, let me let me say that again: sixty million dollars in back pay, a total that will only grow larger depending upon the time on the time it takes for the White House to nominate and the, the Senate to confirm new board members. Blah blah blah, whatever. Okay, sixty million dollars, and it's like, okay, this is this right here. Okay, this right here, this $60 million, let me scroll down so you guys can see this better if you're trying to follow along, $60 million, right here, guys, $60 million, that right there. That right there, if we had an outlaw employment system, and just got rid of the MSPB and the EOC on the federal track, which is just enabling discrimination, anyways, in my opinion, based upon my own experiences with the EOC and federal employment. If we just got rid of that bureaucracy and made this, got rid of the civil service system and, and just made it an outwell employment system, we could just save so much cash and just be done with it already. You know, people talk about the Merit System Protection Board like it's some. Thing that is going to, and in fact, let me—I think I made a banner. Oh, 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 I made a banner. I just noticed that, like, there are people, their voices out there, basically, that seem to think, and I've even seen news stories about this, that like, if the MSPB isn't there, or if it stays there, and if it's fully functioning, it's going to protect whistleblowers, and it's going to protect these innocent subordinate employees, and it's going to protect good, the good people of the government. But in my direct experience, and I've got direct experience with this. That's just not the case. It seems to protect people that can afford really good lawyers, people that know how to work the system really well, and know how to navigate the government labyrinth. Um, and in fact, you know, according to my study through the years and reading news articles and stuff, the, there there are good people at U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, and some of these good people have tried in vain to terminate the employment of people and management that needed to be terminated. And due to the Merit System Protection Board, this thing right down here on my screen, MSPB, they weren't able to do it. They got the decisions reversed and they had to stick them back in their jobs to wreak more havoc potentially. I really just disagree with this altogether. You know, I just, I don't, you know, after studying and experiencing and doing all the things, um, I just really disagree with it. And so I just – there's just a really big disconnect from, like, some of the people that are running certain parts of our government and then the people that are having to live with it. And there are a lot of normal, ordinary Americans working inside the federal government in these different agencies, including the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. And I don't know. I just don't feel like, you know, these honest VA employees are actually well-protected at all. And I just really feel strongly that – There's just so much misconduct and corruption. It's just unreal. And um, I've just seen it firsthand. So anyways, I have a whole videos and playlist dedicated to this topic. Essentially, I've talked about it at length. But that's my take on the Merit System Protection Board. I don't think it should exist. There. I said it. Okay, that's what I believe. Um, I just don't have faith, hope, or confidence in it. And I am drawing that from several things. My direct experience um, as well as just my research on it. So I don't know, that's where it's at for me. All right. If you have any experience with this, you'd like to share, feel free, know all your comments are public, whether verbal or written, whether it be YouTube, LinkedIn, or on my podcast and feel free to follow along on YouTube, LinkedIn, my podcast, or whatever the case may be. Um, thank you for watching and I may see you guys later. Bye.